welcome to the Seeking Veganism podcast. My name is Jess and I'm back with another great episode. I interviewed my client, Jess. <laughs> her name is also Jessica. And I really wanted to get her on because we started working um, together last year um, around summertime. So 2020 around summertime. And she had to take a little bit of a break within the program just because work was getting very, very busy and she has a super stressful job working many hours a day. And I really wanted to get her on because she, in my eyes, is the perfect example of when something's important to you, you gotta make it happen. And with her, what I mean with that is that, you know, I get a lot of people that tell me, oh, I'm interested in your program, but it's not the right time right now. I'm just very busy. I won't be able to follow through. Um, but trust me, this girl is really busy and she still prioritizes it so much. Um, and I just really think this is awesome because even though you know, there's a lot going on. She always finds time to eat her meals, to do the workouts. And no matter how um, great her week was, she always like appreciates every single step that she takes. Um, and I think this is something that we can all learn from. Um, and another thing that I just really appreciate about her, and she told me that multiple times, is that she thinks, you know, every woman should do my program, which just makes me really, really happy to hear um, getting feedback like this means the world to me. Um, and, you know, she will explain in the podcast why she thinks this is the case. So yeah, have a listen and enjoy. Awesome, Jess. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. Um, for those of you who are listening, we actually started working last year, I believe around summertime. Uh, and then we had a little break because you were very busy with work and you came back, which made me very happy. So I'm very happy. I feel like I've, I've known you for a long time at this point. Um, and just because we connected like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I just saw, you know, so many things that have developed over the last few months and things that you have learned and applied. I really wanted to get you on this podcast today um, because I think, you know, your experience is very shareable and valuable. Um, and I know that you're a vegan um, by heart and for the animals and I think for a pretty long time as well. So I feel like this is a great combination to get you on today. So yeah, just how are you feeling today? I'm good. <laughs> it's 7 a.m. Long time too. It's crazy. It's like super early for you right now, no? Uh, it's 7 a.m. It's not that early. I'm good. <laughs> you look fresh, though, so that's good. It's the vegan diet, isn't it? <laughs> it is always. Get your fruit in. <laughs> awesome, Jess. Uh, it's funny that, you know, we have the same name, so it's going to be a little confusing for the listeners. Um, but yeah, could you tell us more about who you are, you know, where you're from, what you do, just generally like a little bit of an overview of you as a person? Yeah, so my name is Jessica too. And I think it's really funny, both people, I'm like, am I going to choose Jess or Jessica? Because um, <laughs> someone's going to call her Jess and someone's going to call her Jessica, but people interchange both of us. Like they both call us Jess and Jessica. So I go by Jess. Um, I'm originally from the Northern Virginia area. I moved to Colorado and that's where I'm hanging out now. Um, that's where uh, my vegan journey began here in Colorado. And um, there's so many op great options here, but um, what I do right now is I work in healthcare. Um, so I work in 
IT and education for oncologists and sometimes solid trans organ transplant providers. And I try to, you know, help them get through their system. So um, I'm sort of in the medical field. I'm sort of in the IT field. I am a bird mom, as you know. So I have like three parrots. Um, yeah, I do lots of hiking, uh, some skiing here and there. What else? Awesome. I love that. Anything else that you feel like is important? Actually, we could just like get into your vegan kind of lifestyle that, you know, you, um, you said that when you, when you went to Colorado, you went vegan, right? So when was that? What happened? Why did you decide to become vegan? What was kind of like the turning point for you? Yeah. So even though I'm vegan for the animals, I like to use that as my reason. I would never not be a vegan, but it wasn't the first, um, It wasn't the launch. The launch was I was at uh, a work meeting. We had like a one of my director's husbands was a nutritionist and he would come in and do these lunch and learns during our lunch breaks for, you know, there's a team of 200. So you can just like, it's just one of those fun things you can sign up and do at work during work, um, lunch and learn. And so he was, he was telling us what to eat and what not to eat and why and what the food industry would advertise something and what it would really be. Um, how nutrients work with the body and he was never he was I came in on a few sessions because he was doing this for months and I came in on the tail end and he never said anything about being vegan he was actually talking about the casein protein and how it is a very addictive protein in dairy and you should stay away from it and so I you know this is the first time I really started to talk about food um, and really think about what I was putting in my body so I, I brought it home to my boyfriend and I was like, you know, this guy is saying a lot of really interesting things about all these products in our fridge right now. Like, I really think we should go down um, this road and like consider it. And so we watched a few documentaries. Um, and so I probably, we went vegan overnight. I was like crying. We were throwing stuff out of my fridge. I felt wasteful. Um, And I probably wouldn't have the self-discipline to continue until it was like a week after. I'm a documentary person. So I put on one, I'm gonna put on three more. Um, I put one that hit an intersect of health and the animals. I think it was called Vegucated. And um, yeah, I was like, so I have to find the self-discipline to do this because I, I cannot make the choices I was making prior. Um, so even though it started as like a health thing, um, it wouldn't have stayed that way if it wasn't for the animals. And I, I really suggest a lot of people do that to complete the circle to staying vegan is to find this, you know, why it's a lifestyle, not just for you, but, but for you spiritually in your connection, like to everything, um, the earth, the animals, other people. So. I love that. It's actually very similar to what happened to me because I also first had your, or like saw some information about health um, and I think, you know, if, if I would have gone vegan or let's say plant-based for, uh, you know, my health, I probably would make exceptions here and there where, you know, whenever you go to your, like your mom's place or a friend's place, you would make an exception, but because kind of what you as well described, I then really fully became, be became vegan because of the animals. And I saw all of the impact. I was like, okay, I cannot make any exception anymore. There's nothing that, you know, I can justify my choices with. So 
I think it's very, very funny that it's, it's a very similar way that, you know, has developed for both of us. Um, can you tell us more about what you said? Because people, you know, some people might not know what you said about the, with the casein protein, if you, if you remember, you know, what it actually does in our bodies, because this is also one of the arguments that I used towards people as well. Every time they, you know, told me that they cannot stop drinking, you know, cheese, drinking cheese, eating cheese, or drinking <laughs> milk. <laughs> Just melted cheese, melted cheese. I've definitely downed some melted cheese before. Um, like it was water. Um, yeah. So I actually come from, um, like an Asian background. So I was never really like addicted to like most of my cuisine was Asian. So I didn't understand the addiction to cheese that some people have, but when he described it, it made sense. So what the gentleman was saying is it almost, I don't know all the science on this. Um, but it almost triggers kind of like a dopamine hit the same way heroin would. The, the part that it activates in the brain is the same place heroin would. Obviously not to that extent, um, but for some people, they are getting like an extreme joy. And I can just, you know, imagine if it was for me chocolate. So that is why it's so good, you know, and um, it's not just you just falling in love with it. There, there, there's science behind it. And I think once you work that out um it's easier to conquer because you're like okay this is just a process by biologically in my body but then there's also processes to decide to make different choices right there's sign like we want we want to eat what we want to eat because of our gut biome we want to eat you know the things um that we end up training ourselves to eat we might not like it immediately so i think once i realized like i'm personally addicted to something because of this biological process. I'm like, I can beat that, you know, like this isn't me. And um, this isn't just, there's a process behind it is what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. So how was that for you when you went vegan overnight? Did you experience any types of changes in your body? Oh, yes. Okay. So as you know, I am bipolar. Um, I have kind of the more, I think, I think I have the one that when I'm in a state, it hits harder, but it's not like so constant, but um, my mood improved completely. So I have a couple steps in my bipolar journey. There was the one where I, you know, was avoiding hospitals. Um, so if I get really unwell, I'll be in a psychiatric unit, um, kind of not in a body of Jess, a body of someone else, um, literally. So my behavior will not be that of like a functioning human being. And so I beat that step by stress management. And, um, but I didn't beat like these long periods of depression. Um, I moved out to Colorado. I thought it was a sun thing. It was partly a sun thing. Um, I was happier here. I was getting more sun. Um, but I was always still every once in a while, just a little low all the time. And once I got rid of, um, the dairy and i ate a lot of chicken and a lot of fish, um, I saw a cleanup in my mood, like 100%, like it was a turnaround. Um, I don't know if it was cause I had something, um, to be proud of every day, my food choices, or if it was literally the chemicals, I didn't care. I was like, this is, this is what I need and I'm not going back. So, yeah. I love this. I love that you share this because there's actually a lot of studies on that as well, where people actually fight depression kind of the same way that you did. 
Um, and I actually had an, a podcast episode with, with another friend of mine. She's, um, I'd say like a spiritual coach. Um, and that was crazy because she also talked about energies and it only makes sense because, you know, these animals that, you know, die, they suffer and you kind of ingest that energy as well. So if they are like crying and they're sad and the, the animals are depressed themselves, it only makes sense that if you then eat it, you experience it without you even knowing where this feeling might be coming from. And that's crazy. And she had that experience as well, where she basically, she heard the animals. That's how crazy it sounds. She heard the animals cry and scream when she passed by like the meat uh, section in, in the supermarket. And that was the point where she went vegan. She was like, what is going on? And she, because she's so spiritual, like she has all of this, this knowledge, which is absolutely amazing. Um, I totally believe her because it only makes sense, right? When you're so in touch with energies and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I had a very similar experience as well. I felt like my whole world opened up. I was like, oh my God, I can see so much clearer right now because I'm not, you know, taking on all of the, the, the negativity and, and, and the, the pain and the fear that the animals experienced. Um, I love that. I love that you had this, you know, that, you know, you, you could improve your, your mental health through that. In terms of like your physical health, have you experienced anything else? Like, you know, because of course people tell, you know, they lose weight or they gain weight or whatever happens. Was that something for you as well? Like that your digestion, um, you know, get better or was it anything that, you know, was kind of changed, like that did change for you as well? I would say, I feel like the same thing that happens for everyone is like your energy is just up, right? You don't eat a meal and you don't, you don't have to sit down and watch a movie because you ate something that needs a long time to digest. I mean, meat takes a long time to get through. You're eating things that just flow through you. So um, I would say my energy, um, I definitely stopped working out for a period of my life after um, I had, I, I used to work out too much um, in high school and college. And so I was actually like afraid to work out because I think I would get like ramped up and that would not affect my hormones really well. And so working out was like really hard. And so I feel like I was happy because one of the things that, you know, a lot of people working out is so important, but if you're going towards like a fitness goal, you do want to clean up. I feel like you may disagree and you can definitely speak to that, but I feel like you need to hit the diet first because it's more so in diet and what you eat, because you could work out all you want, but you can eat a certain way and then you can't define yourself as healthy. Um, so um, when I was struggling that I didn't want to work out because I was, I was literally afraid to, it was part of, it was something that caused me too much like dopamine, um, endorphins, and it wouldn't affect my bipolar journey very well to work out. I think I was doing too much cardio, really. I think I just needed to add some weights in there. That was probably it. But um, I was I was just happy to get health through food at that point in my journey, and I just had energy to keep moving, and I needed more movement. You know, I needed to to accomplish all the tasks I set out today, whether it was going to the store and it was eight p.m. or something like that. I love that you say that as well because a lot of people have that misconception. Just because you see a like, let's say you know lean person that is muscular or whatever it doesn't mean that they're healthy. There's people that die of heart attack at like 35 while they look super fit from the outside, but they probably like, you know, if you look at their diet, 
all they ate was like animal protein, which has made them go sick. And a lot of people don't recognize it. So I think, you know, what you said with, with diet, it's always that at the first place. So I'd love for you to kind of tell us as well, because now everything sounds really great with the vegan diet. And it sounds like, you know, it was a great experience for you. But at some point, you, of course, reached out to me and you decided, okay, I need to change something about my health still because something is not 100% right. So could you tell us a little bit more like why you decided to, first of all, reach out or decide to join the program? Uh, yeah, so there's a couple of reasons for sure. There's the reasons I had personally. There's the reasons I told you on our intro call. Um, so I'll go with the first one. Um, I, I was on birth control when I joined the program, but I would still get a menstrual and it wouldn't be fun. As I said, you know, I'm being for the animals because that's my self-control, but my, my self-control with food is like, um, I'm a foodie. Like I just love, I love food and I don't necessarily, I think I eat well because I'm a vegan, but I can definitely, you know, take a turn where today I'm only eating French fries. Um, and I was like, there's something. And then, and then when you first go vegan, there's so much information out there. You're like, you almost sometimes don't know what to eat. Right. You, you watch Dr. Greger's videos and, um, all these chefs videos. And I was just feeling like I still wanted, um, more of a routine, a little bit of weight loss. Um, and I, I wanted someone to help me get on track with what choices I was making. I wanted to make more deliberate choices because I had just recently lost 40 pounds, but, um, I wanted to lose more and I felt like I wanted the support for that plateau. But I think the one that like, was like, I had followed you for quite a while. And I was like, I love this girl because look at her holding ice cream and being happy and not food shaming anyone. And, you know, being realistic. Cause like, <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of Instagram is real. Um, and if it is, you know, I, I think it's okay to follow the people who are doing the extra stuff because it's inspiring when, when people do achieve that lifestyle and it works for them and they're happy about it, you should, you know, feed off that a little bit, but you also shouldn't do this thing where you're like comparing yourself all the time. Um, so I was following you for a while, but you put one post about sinking to your menstrual cycle. And I was like, is that that food cravings? Like, I like feel like I, I don't necessarily enjoy all the choices I'm making with my food cravings. Um, I still did have mood swings. I had really bad cramps. And so I saw this post about sinking to your cycle and I was like, okay, there must be something to that. I don't, I believe it. And I know nothing about it. And so that is like the post I was like, I'm calling her because, um, I think it's really important to be really in control of like my choices and, at like all times. So yes, eat the ice cream if you want to, but do it with kind of a process of control. And so that is the post. And then I think when I called you, I was like, was it really in touch with admitting how I was feeling? So I put like a goal, <laughs> I put like a goal of like, oh, I want a late pregnancy, which I do. I really do want like late pregnancy. And I do, I was watching a documentary recently before I called you about this woman who wanted um, a late pregnancy. And she was just one of those people who like probably ate like a raw vegan diet or I don't know. She just ate, she, she said, I ate very clean to have a raw pregnancy. I'm like, well, I want to do that too. Um, and so that's what I told you because I wasn't really in touch with owning my feelings of what needed to happen. And I, I still think I'm breaking down those walls right now. Like just 
really being in touch with what I truly desire also means admitting you're not entirely happy with where you're at. And for me, that's a big deal. Um, I really like to stay positive. I really like to work out things to where I am happy all the time. And I'm not telling people how I feel, but uh, you definitely pulled it out of me. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember that. I remember that I had to ask a lot of questions and really get deep because you also, you're very like me. You don't show a lot of emotions on your face. And I was like, oh, whoa, this girl is tough. I'm going to have a hard time with like pulling out all of the details. Um, and you know, I can, I can tell you it's, it's very normal. It's very normal with most of the women that I speak to only like, you know, I would say 10% really open up in the very first call and are like, you know, this is all of, you know, how I'm feeling because a lot of times what you said, admitting to it is worse. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, people are scared to admit how they internally feel because they suppress it all of the time with what you said, with food, with, you know, TV shows, with, I don't know, makeup, whatever it is, or with like comparisons as well. Right. And so getting like super deep within like, okay, you know, you know, there's a problem and, you know, you probably having a hard time with achieving it on your own. And so getting help is, is nothing that is bad or anything like this. And a lot of times people are scared of actually admitting that, you know, they feel like they failed a lot of times. I, I, I experienced that people feel like, okay, I cannot do it on my own. I'm a failure because of also what you said of kind of the imposter syndrome of like Instagram. And, and honestly, just, it makes me sick as well. I mean, you know, me being in this business as well, and then seeing other coaches that I need to compete with that advertise themselves with like these perfect bodies with like, you know, all of the perfect programs that they have. It makes me feel sometimes as well, like, am I even good enough to do this? Right. Because of course, like it's always going to be there at the end of the day. And so I really appreciate what you said that, you know, I do share more realness and I have to say that it's not always easy because of what I see on there. And it's easier to sell perfection than realness. It is what it is because people always look up to like, you know, perfect bodies and the big butt and whatever it is that you want to have. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I really appreciate that you said that because at the end of the day, this is exactly, you know, what I want from this. This is exactly what I'm doing this. And so I'm, I'm very happy that I attracted you and that you have seen this and, and uh, you've been able to, um, to work on with this. And this is also one of the things when we had the call three weeks ago. And I was so surprised because within the break that we didn't talk, I wasn't really aware of like, how much you already have applied from the cycle syncing stuff that we talked about. And I was like, holy shit, she did her homework. (laughs) So I'd love for, for you to just tell us a little bit more about, you know, what it is that you learned and what specific things you have done to cycle sync more with your body. Um, well, as I've said, it's what me and my boyfriend have learned because I am always like explaining this information to him to like, let him, um, let him know how to feed me. Cause <laughs> with your program comes like a table of what to eat during what phase. So to me, it was ovulation and menstruation. There was no luteal, there was no follicular. And, and I, and I, I'm not even embarrassed because I know people don't know this and it's just more frustrating, you know, like your average woman probably doesn't know this, or maybe they do, but I feel like within my circle, a lot of girls don't know that. So there are four phases um, to your cycle um, and you can modify your behaviors to them. You don't have to call yourself 
cranky during a behavior, you might have low energy um, and you might not feel social. So you don't have to box yourself on how you're feeling that day. And you can actually, again, put a science to it to feel like you're really, again, I really like control. So I really like saying I'm there and that's why I feel that way. And I am, you know, I'm in control of understanding why I'm there. So like in your luteal phase, right? Like I'm in my luteal phase right now, it's time to just slow down. Like if I want to do if I can't accomplish any extra tasks, that's fine. I need to accomplish like the really important ones because in a few days I'll be on my menstrual and I'll probably be sleeping. Um, so you can modify your behavior to one of the four cycles that you're in. And then you should modify your food if you want, you know, kind of a little bit more control over what you're eating. So right now in this luteal phase, like I'm eating a lot of like, I ate like, like, two cauliflowers yesterday because that's what I wanted and I was like so happy about it and I probably um it was funny because I wanted like chocolate after and I got chocolate after but I did not want like the whole bar like I do I wanted like a little bit and I was like see that's because I'm already nurturing my body with what it needs in that phase so your body wants specific foods in specific phases for specific purposes um your program would tell them all about that um, and so behavior, let's see, food, and then um, you can optimize your workouts. So those are the three things I've kind of captured. You can optimize your workouts. Um, so before I would do cardio all, and, and I'm telling you, I, your program has gotten me to work out because um, my hospital like admissions were like 10 years ago. So like I'm over them now, but it took a long time. And one of them was up until the hospitals, I was, I was running every day. Um, I was a runner. I would run like five miles and um, I would, I would, I would get two amps on it. And um, I would run when I didn't want to. I would run when I, when it wasn't, it was probably not time to run according to my phase, but I would, and it would, it would bring me too much energy when I really needed to rest. And I think that's part of the, it's one of the many factors that kind of did not let, let me heal from my, well, that pushed me into you know, discovering I was bipolar, but, um, now, you know, you run at the ovulation phase. Cause I love to sprint, but if I don't want to sprint on a certain day, it's not cause there's anything wrong with me. Um, I was telling my friend, like every girl needs to join this program because how many times are you like on your, on your period and you aren't working out and you're just sitting there like talking trash to yourself about like not being able to compete with that cosmopolitan model who like works out and then you know you google like should I work out on my period and they're like yeah it's not that bad like take an Advil if you need to or rest if you're not and you're like well which one like is there an art to it and so when you have that choice and then you're competing against social media you're like well I should be working out um and and I think it brings more like fun that there's a cycle of things that you go through because there's all types of you know sometimes you want to be social sometimes you don't sometimes you want to eat warm foods and cold foods and applying it to um your cycle it's been really fun for me i love that no this is great and and i'm so proud of you seriously jess because i was like this is exactly what i want like every woman on my program to do and it sounds to me like you're so intuitive with, with it already and it's it's like second nature for you at this point you know um and this is exactly what it is because when you allow yourself to listen to your body like you do 
the stuff that you have to do doesn't seem so hard anymore because it's you're in tune with your body you're intuitive and I can literally see that as well and and you know how you're glowing right now and you're telling me all of these things because they seem really good for you and they don't seem like they're an extra extra burden this is one of the feedbacks or not feedbacks but a couple of comments that I got is like oh I don't have the time to do this or I don't have the time to focus on that well then eventually your body's going to force you to slow down if you don't take the time right now because exactly this is where you got to this point as well where you did over exercise and you you never listened to what your body was actually telling you to do and same thing like you, you know my story as well I was at the same point where I would never listen to what my body was telling me until I was like okay you know, it, it literally forced me to stop. And our bodies are smart when we allow ourselves to get in tune. So would you say there has been within the program, not only the cycle thinking part, but anything else, like what has been one of the most challenging parts about, you know, um, I wouldn't say necessarily this program, but like changing your lifestyle, because of course you got into this program and you have a super busy job, you sit a lot um, and you have a super like stressful project as well with, with, deadlines so what would you say has been kind of like the most challenging part about all of this well I'm the type of person who if I'm gonna do something I want to do it 100% but I'm also the type of person who will sign up for too much um, and put like unreasonable goals out there um, so I think just part of the challenge is like the way I had to mentally go through your program has like so much to offer right you've got the the the, the plan you've got multiple plans like the cycle of thinking the food and then um the workout so I feel like in every phase of the program I've hit one thing um the most thing I'm proud about is getting back to workout but that was very hard during the first time I was with your program I yeah I had a really busy job um I was fostering a six-year-old um because of covid um, they needed to like go and get school done and I worked from home and it was it was easier for me to take them but it wasn't necessarily easy um, for all the parents going through COVID right now um, and like first grade it was a lot so I would say just um, for me mentally being nice to myself was the hardest thing because it was like okay I've got this cycle sinking down I put all my homework in that but like you know I didn't do right I need to calculate all my calories and really track them more but like I have to just like put it all the pieces together so I did a little bit of each at each phase and eventually like I had to like look at myself and like was this a realistic goal like you're getting everything out of this program and you're building a lifestyle so that one day you're going to put all these pieces together um, and you're going to have all the triangle down the workout the food and the cycle sinking and so like yeah I think right now like the cycle sinking I have down I'm really happy about it um, my weight doesn't fluctuate like it used to. I mean, I gained 40 pounds in a year with in like 2017 and it took a long time to lose it. So I feel like, um, I haven't done that again in one of my most stressful periods. Um, but probably the challenge is saying like, yes, I've conquered all the points of your, all the pillars of your program. That would probably be the hardest part, but I, Again, your program is so real. I've learned to like think differently um, and be okay with that and take my accomplishments and my wins. And so it doesn't really bother me too much. What do you mean with, uh, with think differently? Um, just be like more realistic, more realistic with 
with my goals, um, realize that, you know, if I just like you teaching us, like what, I guess I never knew what being bloated felt like. Um, so if I ate like a bunch of stuff that made me bloated, I literally was like, I'm fat, I'm fat and I can't fit anything. And, um, it doesn't feel good. And I'm not sure what's going, like, this is just who I am. And you were like, no, just like you went skiing, you had a bunch of carbs, like give it a day. And then I would be like, really, is that it? Um, and I would give it a day and like, it would come right off. And so like, I was able to think more realistically, like there's just this process there's just biological process going on with a couple of choices. It's not the end all be all. I have control in what I can change. Um, meditating. Um, I started meditating because of your program. I meditate all the time now. I love it. Um, again, my job is really, really stressful um, because I work with like hundreds of people and people bring all kinds of different personalities and comments to the table and you just got to like filter those out. Um, and so I really like the meditation and that helps me think differently. I think I'm more in control. I take more responsibility for the way I think. Um, and to take that responsibility means to push certain things out to push any too much negativity out of the way. I love that. No, this is, this is really great. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, happy to hear all of the changes that I can literally see in you. And, and even though you have a stressful job, which I know can take a lot of energy from you and like drain you, you do not seem like, you know, you're unhappy. Like every time I talk to you, you are very positive and you always look on the bright side. And yes, you have your moments where you told me like, oh, you know, I gained some weight after, you know, being on, on you know, the ski vacation and anything like this. And I was like, okay, let's slow down <laughs> what has <laughs> happened. Um, and then we realized, okay, it was, you know, only half of, of what was really like, you know, bad in that sense. It wasn't even bad. It was just like a day or two where you just had a lot of more carbs. And a lot of people forget that our body is, are meant to change every single day, right? And every day you wake up, you look differently, you feel differently, like, and every day you become a new version of yourself, which I think is beautiful. And I could literally see that, you know, development with you uh, throughout the, the months that you're becoming a new version of yourself every time that we talk and you're becoming also more accepting of yourself and more loving of yourself. And this wasn't the case in the very first or no. that was a complete different person back then. <laughs> and that was a big deal for me to tell you. I don't think I told you that, but um, again, so, you know, if I don't follow like any again, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. So to tell you that I was feeling down was a big deal for me. And that was something I was like, I had been in her program, you know, so long, she should probably be expecting more results for me and stuff like this. But I was like, no, this is, this is the problem I have this, this hiding, this burying, this shell I've been building. So like, just tell her, just tell her you're unhappy about like this, like, it was like a, it was like a three pound gain in like a two days um, that went away in like two days as well. But like to tell you was such a big deal for me. So I was like, no, like I, I love Jessica. I want to impress her and just don't, don't say it. But I was like, no, this is, this is, this is not what she's been teaching you. Like, and this is not what she's for. She's for your support. And so when I felt, when I told you and you just gave me like, you know, like a great answer, I was like, oh my God, I'm being so like silly. <laughs> But that's okay. I mean, that's exactly, you know, why I'm here and, and why you, you know, you decided to, to work with me at the end of the day. It's because 
Um, I just like, it's crazy because I, I did not realize that, you know, every girl or, or woman that's in my program at the end of the day, always tell me that they want to impress me, but I never even have like this thought that I, that this is what it's about. It's more about like, how can I give you the most support no matter what is happening? And even if you gain weight for some kind of reason, like this is not that I'm disappointed in you. It's more like, okay, what happened? Like, you know, maybe it's again, hormonal. Maybe it's because you had more carbs, like all of these things. Like I like to break it down like this rather than seeing it as like, I'm just disappointed in Jess, right? Because I see in you that you're putting in the work and it's like, again, it's different if I have someone that like completely disappears on me and that happened already before as well, where this person just like paid and never said anything again. I was like, okay, well, bye then. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> but um, yeah, that happens too. But with you, like you've been so consistent and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. People always think that they have to be perfect um, and they, because you're so ambitious and because you want to follow like everything by the T it's, it's, it's burning people out because they see it online. They see the pressure. They see, you know, everyone else succeeding and they think they have to do it the same way. And so, because I've been in this position as well myself for too, too much of like, too, too much of a time, too long <laughs> of a time. I just like recognize that it's, it's not worth it. It's, it's breaking you. It's breaking your mental health. It's breaking your happiness because all you worry about is like the one pizza that you had that made you gain weight. Like, what? No, <laughs> that's not what life is about at the end of the day. So Jess, I'd love to also ask you, because I get that quite a lot as well as, you know, when it comes to coaching, people think, oh, you know, this person that is like on the other side of the world in Berlin, like, how is she going to, how is she going to help me? I'd love to kind of understand how your experience was or slash still is with that, with online coaching. And if you had any concerns in the beginning when you like joined and you were like, okay, how's this even going to look like? Um, I'm a really busy person. So I definitely wanted this model, but I would say like, even the thing with impressing you, I think it's because, you know, we've built this relationship and it's like, it's two way. We see how much work you put in. We're like, Oh, she puts in so much work. And like, it's good that you see that we're putting in work. Like, even though, cause sometimes I'm like, again, I want to follow every pillar to a T and I kind of take it piece by piece. So I think the relationship building is there regardless, right? We do these calls. Um, we talk to you. Um, I, I wanted it in the beginning to be virtual. It was COVID. It was the best thing to do during COVID is to have, um, you know, extra people in your corner and you have a community of women. And I feel like this is the world we live in. I mean, we're all on Facebook or Instagram chatting that way. Anyways, all my friends are long distance. I chat with them. So I hadn't seen any hurdles. Um, I think you'd almost prefer it. Um, me personally. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I love to hear that. So can you kind of tell us, you know, what would you tell a person that's kind of thinking about, you know, changing their life, changing their, or getting more into a healthy lifestyle, even getting more into a vegan diet? Like, what would you tell that person? Um, you know, because you know how it was for you and change is hard sometimes. So what would you tell that person that is kind of scared to make that change? Change is hard and you don't realize it. You don't, you don't, you think of change of like, oh, I, I'm moving to a new city. Everything's going to be turned. I don't think that's change. I think change is, you know, deciding every day you're comfortable not working out. And today you're going to be a little uncomfortable 
working out, you know? So I, I used to think like, oh, changes isn't hard because to me, I, I move from like city to city and I get new jobs like every year. And so I was thinking like, oh, I'm not afraid of change, but you know, I, I am afraid of change, but the end result is like, you know, you really have to, I think, get in touch with what you want. Um, you have to like, let yourself know you deserve to be your best self. Um, I, I personally think it's like a talk with myself. I, I'm like spiritual like that. Other people might have a different approach, but I really think um, you have to own that you want something and you have to own that you deserve it. And if it's something that fluctuates, like sometimes you're in touch with it, just stay on that journey and just like, you know, keep reminding yourself it's a lifestyle you're, you're getting into. And um, when you look back, you think you made no changes. And then all of a sudden you're like a new person. Um, I feel like there's also a connection, you know, a lot of people have a connection to what their work is. If you want to be your best self in any version, so maybe you don't care, you know, about, you know, how you look, but also food is mental clarity as well. So do you want to accomplish, like, do you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you just want to be the best girlfriend to your boyfriend or, you know, the best boyfriend to your girlfriend? Like, so just really thinking about what you want and realizing that it really also encompasses it to achieve any goal. You have to take care of yourself. Um, and I feel like that's really what your program is all about. So like just taking care of yourself. Yes, I love that. I love that because people forget that so often and they put their health on like, you know, as the least priority, they take care of everyone else around them, especially women. As women, we are like this. We take care of our boyfriends or our husbands, of our children, of, you know, your brother in that case. Like you take care of everything else around your job and you prioritize all of that, but you forget yourself in the process of it. And um, I love that you, that you mentioned that because at the end of the day, if you want to really become a good version or the better version of yourself for your environment, this is what you have to do at the end of the day, because you will be running on it like for some short amount of time. But at some point, your health is going to tell you like, OK, no, no, you need to take a break. Um, so I love to hear that. Just curiosity. Have you had a burnout or anything like this before? Or did you feel like you were at the edge of it just because I know kind of the nature of your job? Like, have you had a, something like a similar situation like this before? Uh, a similar situation to like a burnout like, or any like you know a moment where you were like this is too much I like I can't do it anymore oh on your program no just generally like also in your life oh well I, I my my hospitalization was my burnout I was I was in college um I was paying for my own college I chose a mathematics degree it was it was getting really hard towards the end I made it but um I definitely um I was having, you know, like family issues. And so uh, my hospitalization was my biggest burnout. Um, and that's when I learned, um, you know, it, you really pay for, I, th I think my, I'm unique. I don't want to put anyone in that bucket because I wouldn't want anyone to go through that. But I, I think um, in a similar fashion, you know, just not, not being in tune with slowing down. And I, I think it was just a really bad head talk um, just putting too much pressure. But then again, you know, in 2016, I had a really tough job. I don't think I got burnt out, but I did gain 40 pounds. So like I kept moving, but there was a cost. Um, so, and that's usually how I am. I don't usually 
I don't usually, I usually just gain weight. That's how I show my burnout is like, I just keep going, but I'm, I'm making choices that I don't feel like I'm entirely control of in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not making choices for necessarily me. Yeah. Yeah. So you would basically say that you just put everything first, but yourself and you just like, whatever like you can do for yourself you will do in that case it was food back then and it probably the easiest way of doing it right and like not actually thinking if that is good for you at this point so it's interesting yeah. and, I, and, and I remember you told me that as well yeah and I think if you you know you end up doing things for yourself but again they're superficial right are they are they is it deep work is it meditation work is it breath work is it is it food changes so you do things for yourself but they're very fast easy shopping or eating and so um you know people have no problem you know paying for alcohol paying for purses but you know to to switch that you know that it's not it's not an awful thing to engage in but you know when you're looking for a little bit more you you kind of got to change up your game plan on what you're going to change your uh lifestyle what what you're going to engage in and so i think you know joining a health program is um it's worth everything I love that. All right, Jess, last question. What are your um, personal and health goals for the future? My personal and health goals. Um, I would like to achieve a BMI of 22. Um, in five years, I hope I'm still meditating. It's done, it's done wonders for me. I hope in five years I am still meditating when I need to. Um, I would love to still be in five years thinking with my cycle. I don't see that changing though. Um, and yeah, to be, to be very accepting of myself. And yeah, I think I'm already on that way. I'm already on that journey, but just to see all these things stick. So those are my helpful. I love that. Amazing. Any last words that we didn't talk about anything that you'd like to still share? I guess I'd like, you know, to hear a little bit about like, what are one of the harder things for you as a coach to us on our program? That's a good question. Um, one of the hard things in, in my job, I would say, job, I don't really like to say, call it job because I don't feel like it's a job. It's like, I feel like it's my purpose or my calling or whatever you want to call it. Like that's how, how I feel already. Um, one of the hardest things is to to feel like I am mm, like I want to help every single person in my program and sometimes it's out of my control and and you know whenever someone is suffering because of some other circumstances I feel like I'm still responsible for it and I try to put all of my energy into and you know this like Whenever I feel like someone is not feeling well, I put all of me into that and I keep forgetting myself in the process of it because I think that I'm a failure when I see someone else suffer in my program because I feel like, you know, whatever I've done is not good enough or whatever, you know, uh, whatever, like some, most of the times not even related to me or the program in specific. It's something kind of like personal that is happening but then I feel like I'm failing that person. Um, and I think that's one of the hardest things. It's one of the hardest things, like just allowing myself to, uh, to, to see that I put in a lot of the work already and I see that it helps people, 
but also recognize that it's okay that sometimes some things are out of my control. So yeah, I think, and, and I, and I'm sure that every coach in that space that is there with the heart and really with passion with what they do, because some or a lot are not, they just do it for the money. Um, I know that for me, like it's, it's one of the hardest things and something that I have to every day work on to allow myself to like slow down as well, like me and sometimes be like, okay, I see the unread messages, but right now I first have to focus on myself before like give myself some energy, fill up my cup before I can go to your messages and answer those, if that makes sense. Yeah. I never feel like you ignore my messages. So. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't ignore them. I just sometimes take a little bit more time to read. I mean, I don't take a lot of time to respond. It's like a 24 hour turnaround usually. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what it is. Does it make sense what I said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems pretty natural. I but I didn't, I didn't think you, I didn't make any assumptions you thought that, but it seems pretty normal to be the concern because I feel like we're all pretty connected. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I noticed that a lot of times, you know, the energy that I feel is reflected in my clients as well, which is crazy. So whenever I'm not feeling well, I feel like a lot of my clients are also not feeling well. And that's really, really strange. And I've noticed this pattern come up. So as an example, last week was a really strange week for a lot of my clients. Um, and it was a very strange week for me too. And so when I checked in on Monday with, with, you know, all because, you know, on Mondays I do my regular check-ins where I check everything, you know, how everyone is doing. I was like, what's going on? Like everyone is having a weird time. And then I reflected, like, you know, checked in with me. I was like, okay, kind of makes sense. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's crazy. Like it's something really, is, it is crazy. And I learned so much also from my other coaches that were kind of, you know, telling me about this, that these things are real. It's like the collective energy that, you know, you, you share, basically it's a, it's a real thing. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good to know your perspective. <laughs> uh, awesome. Jess, thank you so much for, you know, also asking me, you know, those questions are really appreciated. Um, no one ever asked me that before. So felt good to, to share that <laughs> as well. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much, Jess. This was really, really great. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you, as you know. Um, and I'm sure that you know the value that you have given us is going to be great for every every listener out there, um, and or for all of the new vegans or that want to become vegan and want to go on a health journey and just really explore their options. I think this is going to be really great to listen to. You. So thank you so much. Thank you. Good one. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would be super happy if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It would be really, really great, or iTunes in that case. Um, I would really appreciate it a lot. Otherwise, you know, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know what kind of topics you would like me to talk about. Um, otherwise, I hope you have a great rest of the day or great start of the day or great rest of the week um, whenever you're listening to this and take care.